Good evening and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson with your host, Taiwana Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio. Welcome to Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. I am your host and leadership mentor, Tywana Wilson. Come on in. Why don't you come on in, introduce yourself before I bring on our very special mentor and speaker for tonight. Come in, let us know where you are coming in from so that we can introduce you and welcome you to the show properly. So while you're coming in, and you are introducing yourself, make sure you share this broadcast out. Make sure you share it out because I'm telling you, these tips tonight, you don't want to miss. And our guest is totally awesome. So make sure you share it out to anybody that could benefit from these financial tips that will be dropped tonight. So I do have a couple of announcements before we welcome our guests into the studio. One of the things, you know, it's Tuesday. So if you missed it already, or if you didn't miss it, either way, then make sure you check out the newest episode of the Elaborate Topics podcast, where we had an awesome guest join in. And so make sure you check out the episodes. You can go to directimpactbroadcasting.com to check that out. And also wanted to make sure that you are aware of our upcoming medical laboratory roundtable where we have uh, one of my uh, friends and uh, fellow sister scientists and co-host mentor for the session on the fourth Thursday this month. So make sure you are in the building. You can scan the QR code to get registered. If you are part of the Standout Leader Academy, then this is included in your membership. So you do better getting a membership because a membership is only $99 for the year. I hope that you are, are ready for tonight. Are you all ready for tonight? If you are ready for tonight, then let me know in the chat. Malika Green is a mom and entrepreneur. She is an alumna of North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. Yes, she is an Aggie. She got her BS in chemical engineering. So this lady is smart. <laughs> <laughs> she, she currently resides in South Carolina where she works as a financial freedom guide. Her focus is helping single spunky and ambitious ladies build healthy financial habits and repair their relationship with money. She enjoys dancing, traveling, and spending time with her son when she is not working and empowering women. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. <laughs> well, I am super, super excited to have you here tonight. I know it's gonna be an awesome show. And so I will let you take it away. Awesome sauce. So whenever you're ready, I am ready to go with the training, the slides. 
And so, again, thank you, Coach T, for having me tonight. Like you said, I am a financial freedom guide. Um, I am a full-time mompreneur. So, yes, I have a little baby boy. Um, and I just enjoy helping women. And so, um, especially when it comes to the financial realm, you know, I've been in a situation where I was living check to check. And it just became my passion to, you know, help other women do the same thing as far as getting out of debt and building their wealth. Um, and so tonight I just want to share just three simple tips to help them transform their personal um, financial journey in order to, again, get out of debt and start wealth building because, you know, I, I know what it's like. So my journey started um, when I walked away from an abusive relationship. Um, not only was it physically abusive, but it was financially abusive. And so when I took the step to walk away, um, I was leaving behind, you know, all of the income. We had a joint account and he took all of the money. And then I was left with car payment, credit card debt, um, student loans, as well as my own engagement ring, right? Crazy enough. <laughs> so I was left with, you know, not just a zero network, but a negative network. And the crazy part was I had secured a job where I was making, you know, great money. But at the end of the year, I was broke and I had nothing to show for it. And so I said, you know, I'm determined to never live a, live a year like that again. And so, um, I started doing the research. I started doing taking action in order to, you know, get out of debt and build wealth. And so now I can work from home and pretty much wake up when my son's ready to get up instead of having to, you know, run off to a job. I can build a business and not have to worry about stressing about the clients. I can work with who I align with. I can, um, raise my son and not have to worry about the financial struggle or not have to worry about whether his father is going to support or not because we've had our issues. And so we can heal, go to counseling and therapy and take away that financial struggle because of the steps that I've taken and the, the steps that I'm going to share with you all on tonight. And so again, um, that the journey starts with getting uncomfortable and replacing some of the time that we take to entertain ourselves and have fun and enjoy life, just a little sliver of it with getting educated, which if you're here tonight, you're going to get educated. So kudos to you. Um, but why you want to do that is because what you focus on grows. So if we are, you know, 100% about, you know, entertainment or we're 100% about, you know, helping others and we're not focusing on, you know, including our finances on there, then what's going to grow? You know, the entertainment or, you know, helping others and our financial um situation may not catch up to that. And so we want to focus on, add that to our focus. And so I have here some of the financial books that I've read throughout my journey that I could suggest to others that will help them on their journey as well, because they not only hit on finances, but they hit on life in general. So one, having an abundant life by Lisa Nichols. Again, she doesn't just talk about money. She doesn't just talk about finances. She talks about, you know, having abundant relationships, having a healthy lifestyle when it comes to, you know, what you eat and your diet and your weight and things like that. She talks about having an abundant um, mindset, you know, healing from those past traumas and things like that. And then there's The Secrets to a Millionaire's Mind by T. Harv Ecker. I absolutely love this book. It hits on, you know, how millionaires 
look at situations differently. Oftentimes those who um, are in the struggle, they will look at an opportunity as an obstacle, right? And so a millionaire takes that obstacle and turns it into an opportunity to, you know, um, do better, improve their lifestyle, and ultimately hit financial stat, mil, millionaire status, right? And then redefine your wealth, wealth for yourself by Patrice Washington. And so what she talks about in this book is how she turned around her life. She had infidelity in her marriage, had lost a baby, lost her real estate business, and how she turned it around by redefining wealth for herself. Oftentimes, we will define wealth by somebody else's definition. And so in this book, she walks you through the steps on how you can define wealth for you and determine what it looks like. So again, just a couple of books, plenty more that I can, you know, share. But even if, you know, you feel like you don't have the time to sit and read a book and you, but you still want to get the education, there are YouTube channels you can listen to. Again, cutting off the radio, that entertainment for just a second, cutting off that Apple music for just a second and turning on YouTube, going to a YouTube channel that's teaching you financial literacy. Um, even the book Redefine Wealth by Yourself for Yourself is an audible. So you can listen to it instead of having to sit down and read it. Right. And then third on this list of um, replacing your entertainment with education is just starting a conversation with someone who has your results. And so in oftentimes in cultures, they feel like money is a taboo topic. And so they keep it a secret. You know, we don't talk to people. We don't tell people what's going on with our finances for whatever reason. I'm going to challenge you to change that, you know, start the conversations. And so, you know, if there's someone in, here in your life who says who, you know, they're a homeowner and that's your goal have that conversation with them. Ask them for 20 minutes of their time for tips, resources, advice that you can take in order to become a homeowner yourself. Or if you have a friend and you know that they've changed their lives to where they don't have to work a full-time job and they can go build a business full-time, ask them, you know, take them out for a drink and ask, you know, what can I do? My goal is to be a full-time business owner. What can I do? What can you suggest to help me on my journey? And then, so again, starting to include education, financial education in your everyday life. And then paying yourself first. Um, I can't stress this enough. The old mindset is spin, spin, spin. And when I say spin, I'm not even just necessarily talking about on like um, frivolous material things. I'm talking about oftentimes we say, you know, I got to pay my bills. I got to pay the collectors. I had somebody ask me to borrow money. And so we just spin, spin, spin. And we don't even, you know, don't even think to put some money to, to the side and invest. But if you take that same situation and flip it around, and pay yourself first, then start living off of what's left afterwards, it creates a cushion for you. It creates that peace of mind. So God forbid some emergency situation comes up or, and you have to take care of that. You can focus on fixing the problem and less on how you're going to come up with the funds to fix that problem. The cushion is there. And so how to do that? One, determine the amount of money that you want to, that's comfortable for you to sacrifice for later. 
It could be anything from $10 a paycheck to 20% of your paycheck, anything, what, whatever works for you in your personal situation. But let it be just a little uncomfortable, right? It's a sacrifice for your for your future, right? And set it up in auto draft, auto draft to a savings account, auto draft to an investment account that takes the emotions out of it. It releases you from having to remember to do it. Um, it takes the, you know, the temptation away. So you're not tempted to give it to someone because it's already, the system has already put it aside for you. And you're in a sense forced to look at what's now available, what's left. And here's a pro tip. If you are still working a corporate job and they offer a company match to your 401k, try to contribute up to what they're matching. It's free money and we don't want to let go free money, right? <laughs> um, and so for those who are, you know, wondering how do I find the extra money in my, you know, in my budget in order to put to aside, well, face your money. Create a money plan. Money plans for me are two part. One is managing your money. And then the next step is having money goals. So um, when it comes to managing your money, it's all about telling your money where to go versus it controlling you. You now are put into a position to say, this is the money that I have coming into my household, whether it's income from a job, profits from a business, whatever it is, this is what's coming in. And I'm going to tell it exactly where to go. Okay. And so these are just some four main general categories and um, percentages that you can, you know, start with. Again, adjust these to your lifestyle. And so for your savings, suggest it 20%. And that's for your emergency funds, your investment, some short-term goals you may have. 50% towards your needs. And so that's your mortgage, your rent, basically keeping Food, food on the table, roof over your head, clothes on your back, transportation to get to and from where you need to go, right? Um, and then your wants is anything above those essential needs. And so um, eating out, gym memberships, Hulu, Netflix, shopping, going on vacations, things like that. And I also have debt. And as you can see, I don't have a percentage by the debt. It's because we want to keep our debt low. Um, and so you want to keep the amount on your credit card um, low, you want to keep your student loans. Actually, you want to get rid of those if you can. <laughs> I know plenty of people who have student loans and they're like, I wish the government would just, you know, wipe these out for me. I know everybody wants to get rid of those. So um, and then personal loans, any personal loans you've taken out, you want to get those down to zero or as close to zero as you can. I know um, with credit scores, we want to, you know, have some type of usage on there. But again, you want to get that down. And so. Here's pretty much an example of kind of what that looks like. It's just a quick little chart. And so say, for instance, you're, for that pay period, your income is $3,000. You can see how it's pretty much set up and it says your savings 20%. So that's $600 that you have to put towards your emergency funds, your investments, whatever it is that you're saving for. And then 50% for your needs. Again, that's 1,500. We can go step by step with this, right? And then down at the bottom, you see the debt. Again, your debt is 0%. And so if you notice this middle column, the 600, the 1500, the 900, and then the 450 at the bottom is more than 3000. And so it having your money written out allows you to see, you know, okay, well, 
my expenses might be over what I have coming in. So it allows you to do a couple of things. One, you can start adjusting the rest of your budget to accommodate for those payments to your debt. Or you can say, okay, so I need an extra $450 this month. So, you know, maybe I need to work a little bit of overtime. Maybe I need to, you know, bring in a little bit more profits from my business this month to cover this. Not only that, but it helps with preventing overdraft. And it also helps with preventing you, you know, late fees. Because that's money we're just throwing out the window if we're not managing our money. And the other part of a money plan is your money goals. Money goals typically are um, separated into three different categories. Your short term, which is about, you know, anywhere from zero, six months to a year, midterm, one year to about five years. And then a long term is, of course, five plus. And so some examples of goals you can set for these different um, categories is emergency funds, travel, paying off debt, uh, um, down payment for a home, saving for retirement, saving for your children's college fund. And so not only do you want to have money goals, but you want to be very specific about those goals, because oftentimes, you know, we will say, you know, I want I want a house. I want to buy a house. Make it very specific. Once it becomes very specific, it becomes actionable and you start taking those actions. And then you also put it into your money plans. And so you, you can't it's hard to say, okay. I want a home and you're saving for a home. It's easier to say, I I want a home that's going to cost me this much. So a down payment is going to be this much. And so looking at the income that I bring in, it's probably going to take me about this long in order to save that money. It's, it's easier to do it that way. It's easier to make it very specific and written out very plainly. Okay. And so again, money plan is pretty much managing your money and having goals. So those are, again, the three steps for transforming your personal financial journey, but they don't work unless you stick to them. (laughs) And so in order to stay consistent with following these steps, have a set schedule. Whatever works for you in your household. For me, I have two times a month where I sit down and look at my money plan, whether it's, you know, that managing my money, telling it where to go or those goals. Okay. I put it in my calendar and sit down. And then the other, other tip is use tools and resources that you actually use and are easy for you. For me, I use an Excel spreadsheet, but Excel spreadsheets aren't the easiest for everybody. And they have so many resources out here for you to use. They have apps, they have websites. Um, they, They just have some people, you know, prefer pen to paper and there's worksheets and journals that can help you manage your money and track your goals. And then for anyone who may be married, an accountability partner is your is your spouse. For those who may not be married, single, um, find someone who is going to encourage you, motivate you, you know, and that you trust with this information. And who's going to say, okay, so you said that you wanted a home, the down payment for your home in two years. How's it going? Are you sticking to it? Are you sticking to managing your money well? If not, what can we do to get you back on track? Okay, so these three tips on that. And again, it's going to be uncomfortable because being uncomfortable is a signal that you're doing something different. But there's a great saying that goes, if you want something different, you have to do something different. And so 
since you're doing something different, it's going to be uncomfortable, but you have to keep, keep going and stick to it until it becomes comfortable. And so I hope that was educational to you all. I hope you got something from that. And now if you have any questions, please feel free to let me know. That was awesome. I think it's very important for us to really get into that mindset and talk about money. A lot of times we don't talk about it. And so it, we are where we are today and the kids are not learning about money in schools. And so you are, are seeing a very different dynamic when it comes to money. I can remember being in elementary school and we had the bank would come to the school and start you a savings account right there at, at the school. And they would come every week. And, and that was like a, a big thing. It was like, okay, the, the bank is coming. It's Tuesday. Yeah. I can deposit into my savings account. Uh, and so I, I don't think they do that anymore, but that it planted that seed even at that early age. Absolutely. So I think that's very important. Very and, much so. Yeah. And so, I didn't even go ahead. I was gonna say I didn't even have that experience. Like they came, like they didn't, the banks didn't come. My teacher taught for maybe two weeks on like how to, you know, write a check and um how to balance your checkbook. That was it. Right. Yeah. And I didn't get my first savings account until I got a job at 17. Right. Mm -hmm. No one talked about it to my generation. Right. Right. And it's so taboo. Money talking about money is, is taboo. And you're right. Uh, it is a mindset shift, especially if you're not used to talking about money. I know even still for me, because I came from humble beginnings and, and single parent household, low income. And so I, I don't want to be poor. I don't want to, you know, go back to that. But with that of coming from nothing, there are some 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 mindsets of that poverty uh, mindset that I know that I have had to overcome and overcome versus the abundance uh, mindset just because of, you know, how I grew up. And so those are things, too. You know, if you grow up with some of those sayings, money don't grow on trees. So <laughs> when you hear something like that, what does that mean? You like you hoard. I got to save. I got to hoard. I can't spend it. I can't invest. Like money right. don't grow on trees. Right. So, yeah, I think you brought up some great points. Talk a little bit about I know you said have an accountability partner. Mm -hmm. And why is that so important? So having an accountability partner is important because if you leave it in your hands, your mind starts going, your mind starts thinking. And then those, again, those, um, those quotes and the mindset from your past trigger, and you're more likely to stop versus having someone who's not thinking the way that you are mm -hmm. and challenging you, you know, it's easy to let yourself off the hook, but somebody else isn't going to let you off the hook because they're not attached to those results. They're not attached to it like you are. So having someone outside of you is really going to help boost you and, and get you to your results even faster. Yeah. And I think that's important. Really, you need an accountability partner in all aspects of right. your life, whether mm -hmm. it's the finance part your health and fitness, your, your personal development goals, because 
for some reason or another, we, we don't want to let other people down, but we will let ourselves down in a minute. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> so that is, that is, yeah, that's awesome. So why did you feel like it was important for you to really get connected with, with, with women and, and moms and, and to tell your story and to help them be better with their money? Um, I felt it was important because, you know, again, financial literacy and education, you know, wasn't out there for a lot of us, especially people of color. It was, you know, we didn't get that information. If we didn't get a lot of our information from school, we didn't get it. And knowing that I had an opportunity to get the information, take the action and put myself in a different situation. And then, so it's like, now I get to reach back and help somebody else, especially single women. They, they are in a category where they're most behind when it comes to finances. And I feel like one, once we get the education, we can do so much <laughs> and we just need somebody to just give us that information. Mm -hmm. And that way we can make whatever it is possible because listen, women of color make can make anything from scratch, right? <laughs> we take a piece of paper and turn it into something magical. <laughs> All we need is the knowledge to get there. And mm -hmm. so I figure if I got the knowledge, I can share it with somebody else and help them make their dreams possible too. I love it. I love it that you are, you are so right. And today is International Women's Day. So if you're catching this broadcast out live, uh, today, make sure you amplify and celebrate a woman or young girl in your life today. And so when I think about our young girls, like what at what age should we really start talking about money or is there an age? Um, whatever is talk about it at an age appropriate level. I don't think there's an age to just start or stop. Right. Whatever's age appropriate. So like any starting from, you know, um, they're doing chores, help them to start managing. If you're giving them allowance, you're $10, $15, help them to sh show them, you know, you're going to save this for this, or you can put this toward the toy you want. Start, you know, whenever you start then, and it just gradually get, you know, more in depth with it as they grow and get older. Yeah, I think that I think that's good because the first time learning about money, you don't want to be going to college. Right. <laughs> right. Because like you, I went to HBCU, Historically Black College and University. I went to Kentucky State nice. and I can remember getting on the campus and I would see all those credit card vendors. They would be lined up right. just waiting you know, they, it's like they had a, a radar magnet. They said, oh, these people got good credit or limited credit. And here we are. <laughs> right. Right. And then, so we take that credit and we just spend, you know, instead of using the knowledge in order to be able to manage the, even the credit properly. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's another reason why personal finances is so important because if you can manage your own money, you can manage somebody else's. And you can leverage somebody else's a whole lot better. <laughs> Absolutely. You gave some awesome books, too, about uh, money and mindset. And I'm an avid reader, so I, I did take some, some notes on some of the books that you said. Mm -hmm. And one of, one of my favorite uh, books, really around mindset, is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. And not really that it's just 
about money is really a, about mindset. Mm -hmm. uh, and I like to talk about that particular book, like when I'm doing uh, leadership or personal development training, uh, because there's some good chapters in there, especially the chapter on uh, persistence. Mm -hmm. and so uh, I think that was great that you uh, mentioned some uh, books. So I will, some of those I have not read. So I'll be adding to my uh, list to read awesome. or, or listen to. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so outside of reading books and stuff, what do you like to do to keep yourself informed and developed so that you can pour into those women and, and young girls that you reach? Um, so outside of reading, um, I, one, I have a business coach and so she's helping me with growing my business and, you know, developing those habits that I need in order to be a, a better business owner. Um, I also, again, I'm all over YouTube. Um, I'm always finding new content on YouTube and then I take different courses, different, um, join different conferences. You know, I'm all about continued education. Mm -hmm. And I, that's what I find with a lot of our mentors uh, that, you know, just either they have a coach of their own or have a mentor or that uh, investing in themselves, investing in their personal development. And so I think that's very important to mention that really this this thing called life is all about continuous learning and, and what you learned last year, you know, may or may not be relevant tomorrow. Right, right. So, yeah. So what what has been some of your your recent conferences or or what was your favorite? I would say where you like, wow, I really learned some awesome tips that I am ready to implement. Um, let's see the um, which what is it called? The what does he call it? I don't know if you heard him. Grant Cardone. He does a 10x mm -hmm. conference. Mm -hmm. His his conference is so explosive. Like. <laughs> He he's very entertaining, but then when he gets serious with you, it's like it it's such a challenge because he's like he's not talking about small money, right? Mm -hmm. He's like 10x that thing now, like go big <laughs> or go home, right? <laughs> and the energy you come back and you bring back from that is like I gotta do this, I gotta do this, right? So I can get there. I you know I just love Grant Cardone and his 10x theory. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Actually, one of my uh, co-hosts on a different show just went to his conference. So, and and her energy has been high, mm -hmm. <laughs> or high ever since. So that's awesome. So when I bring mentors on, I, you know, depending on who's watching, they see now that you are on the other side of, of success and they see you now you're investing in yourself. You're reading awesome books and you're continuing to learn and grow. And it, it, you got it all together. And they're like, I'm just starting out. Like I'm just starting out. And, and, and you could not possibly understand, you know, where I'm starting from. So I like for my, my mentors to kind of talk about some learning lessons that you've had along the way so that people don't think that yet yeah, it's, it's going to be this success and there's not a journey that goes with it. Gotcha. So I would say the biggest lesson I learned was um, go with your flow and what aligns. And so um, trust your instincts and trust your body when it's talking to you. 
it'll tell you when to lean into something and it'll tell you when to step back from something. Um, oftentimes, we add in extra stress when we're not listening to our body and we're not going in flow and we're not in alignment. And that causes us to even, you know, causes so much more frustration than it needs to be. It's already an up and down journey enough, but that's causing, you know, more frustration. So learn to listen to your body. Take a moment, pause and listen to what your body is saying, because sometimes it'll tell you when you're about to, you know, make that failure, like fail somewhere. And it'll tell you when to step back and adjust. But then it'll also say, okay, so I'm, I may be scared here, but this is something that I really need. It's uncomfortable. I may be scared. So let me just lean into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Learn to listen to your body and, and what aligns. And even on that line, that same line of alignment is if you are, you know, working with customers or clients, make sure you're working with people who are aligned with you. You don't have to work with everybody. Mm-hmm. I made that mistake when I first got into business ownership. I tried to work with everybody and help everybody. <laughs> Everybody's not your assignment. <laughs> know who aligns, know who's your assignment. Again, it takes some of the stress and the frustration out of it. You know, it's some people just like, you know what? I do this, but there may be somebody out here that can help you better than me. Know mm-hmm. when to align and know when to let go. That's great. I I, <laughs> I think that's that that's really good. Know your assignment. Yes. You are not assigned to everybody. No. <laughs> So know who you are assigned to and understand that you can't help everybody. And that's okay. You're meant to help the people that you help. And, exactly. and that's not everybody. Right. <laughs> that That's an awesome one. Yeah. And so I'm sure you've had to pivot many times as you've went through your entrepreneurship journey, as you went through your finance journey. So what are some of those cues that that you have that's like, okay, it's time to pivot or it's time to make an adjustment? Because somebody could be watching or listening to the broadcast and they thinking, you know, I am saving. And maybe they've gotten comfortable at the level that they were saving and they probably could do more. So when do you know or is there some cues when it might be time to pivot or adjust? So you actually hit on one of them, getting comfortable. If you're getting comfortable, it might be time for you to level up to the next level. Um, And the the other part is going back to goals, not even just money goals, but just goals in life in particular. Like if you're tracking your goals, you know when you're getting ready to hit something and achieve something. And so now it's time to add on another goal. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. So if you were talking to your younger self, what would you say? What advice would you give your younger self? Um, first thing is listen to your mama. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom, she actually... Now you not grow. You better listen to your mama. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, but so she was, she was very, you know, she gave some information that I, you know, she was my mom and I was like, okay, whatever. Didn't really listen to it. Didn't really take it serious. And then now that I am the age that I am, I'm just like, you know, if I didn't did what she told me to do back then, I would be a whole lot better off than I am now. My mom mentioned budgeting and investing to me, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't listening to it. I didn't pay attention. But had I like listened to that now and started investing because the sooner you start investing, the better off you are, right? 
And so I was like, that's years off of my investment. And again, so take that, but many other situations where she was telling me, don't do this or look into that. And I was just like, okay, mom, and didn't do it. And then later on, I was just like, somebody told me about that, but you know, so. So, so some of our, our, our audience, they could be thinking, okay, I probably should have listened and I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm going to go back and, and, and to my memory of mm-hmm. all the things, all the wisdom that was shared with me. Right, but right. When I think about this, the finance and budgeting and, and money, I think about the long-term game and the short-term game. And so I know there's a lot of, you know, information out there. There's there's not a shortage of information. Right. And and people t- tend to think sometimes that, you know, that the short term, they should play a short term game. What mm-hmm. do you think about that in regards to investing and budgeting? Because sometimes people say, well, it ain't working. Well, you've only been doing it for like two weeks, you know, a month or whatever the case may be. But what advice would you give somebody, especially if they may be trying to play a short-term game, thinking they're going to get long-term rewards? Um, how to say this? Know your know your limits. So if you go back to what I was talking about as far as money management and having a plan, know what you can play with, know what you can afford to lose, right? So you may be having that set aside allows you the ability to be able to step out there and play in that space. It may be successful, it may fail, but it gives you that ability to do it without risking the rest of your livelihood. That's good. That's good. So especially for some of our younger people out there, you may be thinking, well, I'm going to play a short-term gain and and I see it on social media, I see it on TV, and it seems like there's uh, fast, quick rewards that that are coming. And everything that you see, everything that glitters is not gold, as my mom would say. And so just, you know, think about your tolerance and what you can handle. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, you said it earlier, you talked about setting your own success goals Mm -hmm. and defining that for yourself. Why is that so important? Um, I think it's important because... Everyone has their own definition of what success is. And so you can have disappointment, disappoint yourself if you're trying to, you know, hit somebody else's goal and never make it. Whereas if you define it for yourself, you, you know, you can set your own expectations. You know your own limits. You know what you're working with as far as, you know, mindset, help resources, funds, all of that versus you don't know what somebody else's situation is. And so if you fall short, you know, you're going to be disappointed unless you focus on what you have and redefining it success for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard to try to to measure up to somebody else's bar if if that's not your bar. Everybody has their own bar and, and their level of success. So I think it's important to define it for yourself. If not, you'll be trying to chase somebody else's bar that may not be meant for you. Exactly. So I think that's important. Well, I can't sleep on this. I mentioned it earlier when I read your bio that you have a degree in chemical engineering. So you are a a fellow STEM 
I have to definitely uh, mention that. So chemical engineering, how'd you get into that? Like, what made you say, I want to go into chemical engineering in case if we have some young people out here that, that, you know, are interested in that. I'm all about the STEM professions. Gotcha. So again, my mom. So I had a mom who paid attention to, you know, the things that I was doing when I was growing up. And I've always been into experimenting. She she loves to tell a story of how I would go in the bathroom to like mix up different stuff like and, and do my own experiments as a young child. And so you know, she did her own research. And when I was in high school, she put me in um, an after school program where we got to um, experience different um, sectors of engineering. And so we put together, you know, my love for experimenting with engineering. And, you know, again, had a teacher who was like, A&T. And so <laughs> that's where I had it, right? <laughs> But it's, again, it's all about, you know, what you're passionate about. And I was, again, I love experiments to this day. Like that's that's still on a list of things that I want to get into is, you know, doing experiments on YouTube with my son. Awesome. So even still at this point, you are looking to combine your love of educating uh, women and the next generation on money and budgeting and investing with doing uh stem or experiments or, or yes. thinking of that way that's awesome yes i love it so i'd like to have all of my guests leave the viewing audience or listening audience with some practical tips that they can implement right away and and you mentioned a few of these in your uh, presentation but just to recap what would mm -hmm. be those practical tips that you would leave the listeners or viewers with. Gotcha. Okay. So again, um, first one is find some financial education, whether it's a book, whether it's a YouTube, get started there. Then start saving, start investing. No matter what amount, you know, you can start with $2, you can start with 200, just get started and then learn to budget and manage your money, learn to face your money. Don't just let it go sit in an account and, you know, do what it's do. Learn to manage it. Those are good. So get started. It doesn't matter how much you get started with. Right. Just get started yes. and making sure that you have the tools, make sure you had a resource, make sure you had a people to yes. be able to support you uh, on your journey. Yes. So, so how can our viewers or our audience get and stay connected with you? Um, so either on Facebook, they can find me at Malika Green or um, email me at dreambymal at gmail.com. That's D-R-E-A-M-B-Y-M-A-L at gmail.com. Awesome. So hopefully audience, you have gotten some practical tips from Malika. I mean, she's like... She dropped some serious gems that are easy for you to implement. You can implement right after you get finished watching or listening to the show, depending on how you find it, and get started right away. 
Don't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow's not next week. Like next week, you can get started today. And that's going to definitely impact your future. Just like it was discussed tonight, like could have been further along in the journey if I would have taken action a lot sooner. Right. So before we wrap up, is there anything you're like, I wish she would have asked me that, but she didn't that, uh, that you would like to share with the audience? Yeah, I think you covered it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, I really enjoy having you on. It's always good to to reset, even for me to be able to reset and, and refocus on my financial journey. I think when you keep something top of mind, then you start to take action uh, towards it versus like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going now and I'm strong. And then you'd be like, okay, I can worry about this at a later time. So I really appreciate having the, the, the tips that you gave, the practical tips, because sometimes we think that, you know, I can only give $5 this pay period or $10 or $2. And it was like, well, what's the use? And I'm, I'm happy that you said that it just start where you are yes and you'll be able to you know increase later so i really appreciate having you on tonight and sharing with the audience these practical tips i thank you for having me and it was an honor to be here on tonight awesome so thank you malika green for coming in she's an aggie fellow HBCU, and she's a STEM, so my STEM sister. So I'm excited that uh, you were able to join. So listening audience, please make sure you get connected with her, especially if you are just starting your journey and you want some practical tips that you can start to implement and use right away. So get connected with her, follow her on her social media, send her a note, And thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode where Malika Green was our awesome mentor talking about the financial strategies, giving practical tips. We'll be back next week with another amazing mentor. But in the meantime, make sure you share this broadcast out and let us know what your takeaways were. So until next time, my friends, I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, where Taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T. Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly. 